This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. On today's episode, I am putting myself on the spot, friends. I am stepping out onto the stage. The spotlight is glaring on me right now, and I am going to compose a tune on this podcast today on the spot and no i have not premeditated anything in fact i'm feeling particularly uninspired today however i am going to compose a jazz tune for you all and go through the process and just see what happens so get yourself ready i appreciate your sympathy in advance let's jump to it Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What is going on, my friends? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Listen, I'd be lying if I told you I'm not feeling a little nervous right now, because I am feeling a little nervous right now, which is kind of a weird thing to feel when you're really just uh, alone by yourself in a room, talking to a microphone, holding your guitar, you know, but the thing is, today, uh, I woke up this morning, and I had, of course, episodes planned for today, and, you know, I, I always have episodes planned, but I thought to myself, you know what, I need to challenge myself today, and I need to spur some creativity. What if I composed a jazz tune on the spot, on the podcast, you know, and, and just just saw what's happened, what's going to happen? And that's exactly what I'm going to do today. I am, and I literally have no idea what, what I'm going to write. I haven't been working on a tune. In fact, to be quite honest with you, I have not composed a tune in a while. Now, usually the tunes that I compose, I'm, I'm usually fairly proud of them in the end, but they usually don't take me like a short period of time to write. Usually it's like, you know, a process. But today I'm going to try to pack it all down into like around, you know, 30 minutes or however long this podcast goes. And all my insecurities are coming out right now. Like, you know, is this tune going to suck? Is am I going to have no ideas at all? This episode's going to fail and I'm going to have to record a different podcast episode. Uh, You know, just just everything. Right. Is this going to be the most boring episode ever? And people are only going to listen to like three minutes. All of it's coming out right now. But you know what? I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to I'm going to compose a jazz tune right now. See, I'm, I'm talking myself into it right now. I'm going to compose a jazz tune. It's going to be good. Like I said in the intro, a little uninspired today, to, to be honest. I'm not sure I'm picking this day of all days. It's not like I, I'm feeling like, yeah, let's write a song today. But I think that's the point is I'm going to just allow myself to open up and let the creativity flow, allow the knowledge that I have about music, about jazz, and just everything that I've learned just come out spontaneously. So without further ado, no more blabbering on, no more excuse making, uh, no more disclaimers. Let's start composing this jazz tune. 
All right, so I guess the first thing I'm thinking about right now is historically, how do I usually write tunes? Well, for me, it usually starts with the melody. Not that that's how it needs to start today, but uh, it usually starts with the melody. So let's just, oh God, let's just play, uh, let's just play a first note and uh, see, see what, what happens here. good to start with E minor on a guitar, by the way, right? All right, let's, uh, okay, so I'm just going to go with this first idea here. So I'm starting with the uh, the ninth of e, e minor. So the ninth, and then I'm playing the root, and then I'm landing on the ninth of an E flat minor nine, basically. So... Let's start with a little pickup note. Hmm, okay, so. I like that better. So I'm gonna go. Nah. Alright, well, let's try this. Okay, so. like that okay we're getting somewhere so all right so uh, immediately just to kind of walk you through the way my brain's thinking right now so we started with and i sort of established the first two chords are going to be e minor and e flat minor and so at first it was very simple i'm going to target these ninths here and they're only half step away from each other right because these are just you know chromatically moving non-diatonic chords but now i'm sort of feeling like I do this little pickup into the first note. And then I'm going to add more to the melody. So So I'm, now I'm starting to establish a groove. Now, how, how am I coming with this groove? It's just sort of the first thing that's coming up in my head, to be honest with you. I'm not entirely convinced I like it or even how long I'm holding out that first chord. So... So it's like we got basically two bars each of those chords to start out. So E minor 7 for two bars and then E flat minor 7 for two bars. So, I hope so. All right, so now I just heard, <laughs> now I just heard something in my head. Did you hear that I heard something? Ah, let's see, so. Well, okay, so let's just say maybe that turns that E flat minor seven, actually uh, minor nine rather, turns into a, a E minor major seven. 
Okay. So if that, okay, let me think about this. So if that's the, the case, that little run back to the E minor, we could just outline uh, that chord. So what if I start on the third? So there's the uh, sixth there, major seventh, root nine, and then back to the E minor, which makes sense because remember at the at the beginning of the phrase, I do that pickup, right, into the E minor. So that way we're still doing that, but now we're going. Cool. And we'll turn, so basically, all right, let's think about this. So start from the beginning. So. Ah. switch to that so yeah oh yeah sweet love this okay so actually okay we start with the E minor 9 so 1 2 3 4 and then the second bar we're gonna go to an E minor 6 or E minor Six, I think, is what. Or is it minor thirteen? Typically, the voicing I'm playing is a sixth. All right, so we'll do that. So E minor nine, first bar, then E minor six, then E flat minor nine, and then E flat minor major seven. That's the chords of yeah. And then we repeat that. So all right. So, but at this point, this point, uh, that phrase shouldn't repeat again. So now I got to figure out where the, this goes next. Because we've established, you know, this E minor and then this E uh, minor six and then the E flat minor nine and then the E flat minor major seventh. And then we have the little line that connects it back to the repeat. Same thing. Back to E flat minor, E flat minor major seven. But now this has to go somewhere else right other otherwise we're kind of just you know i don't know it's going to sound a little bit boring so i feel like there has to be another run that connects us into the next idea i don't know i don't know if it necessarily should be that again it really depends on what the next melody note's going to be to be honest so maybe i need to figure that out That could be interesting. All right, so what I just did is I just hit a D major nine. So essentially, the harmony is moving down chromatically. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to like it or not, but let's just try that. So let's say we're here. Okay, here, I'm already starting to get something, so. So we go D flat major nine. 
then D flat minor nine. Ah, then C major nine. So just doing all minor and major chords. They sound good. So that'd be a B minor nine. Oh, uh, we can do a classic B flat major seven sharp eleven at the end there of that phrase. Well, let's just see how it feels. Let's just see how it feels. So again, let's start at the second repeat. So uh, let's do from the run. this again let's try this again so that's the note I'm trying to figure because that's what I'm hearing major 7 sharp 11 so it's all right okay so i think we got something going on here uh pretty dark song <laughs> so far all right let's try from the beginning again for me personally whenever i'm composing something I, it's not about just getting through it. Now, I'm a little bit under pressure being on the podcast. I don't want you guys to get too super bored. So uh, I am kind of like rushing myself here a bit. But I always like to repeat where I've come from so I can continue to like feel the vibe. Because as you've seen already, a few different times, I started with a basic melody and then I kind of warped it a little bit. And this is pretty natural, at least for me, when I'm composing something, is to like have something developing in my head but then moving on to something else and morphing it a little bit and changing it because then I start hearing something else so let's with all that being said let's start from the beginning again so Thank you. 
something about that that feels, well, first of all, it's kind of hard for me to play, <laughs> but something about that that almost feels rushed compared to what was there before. So it's like... That could be okay, though, too. So... Actually, that's kind of cool. I like that better. So before I was going on the D major nine, I was going to the third, but I actually like the tension of going to the suspended fourth. So that just sounds horrible, right? If you hold it off on that, but um, check this out. So, right, but if you just like quickly leave it, it adds like this tension in the melody rather than, right? That sounds a little bit square, but then when you go, right? It's like that tension and release when we go to the D flat minor nine. So. And that's kind of what I'm looking for, especially with the vibe of this song so far. It's not a song that it, it clearly there's some tension here, right? It's like it's like there's something going on that hasn't quite been resolved, right? That's how I feel about this song so far, and that's that's good. I like that. Um, why do my songs always end up sounding depressing? So let's let's uh, let's keep going with that a little bit more. So start from the second ending here. Of this. No, I did it, so. Nah, let's not let's not do a tension note there. So that's the E this is the C major nine. To the F major seven sharp eleven. So I just need to practice that part a little bit because I suck at that. Um let's see. Alright, so So now this is so that there's got to be another place where this song goes to me that that's how I'm feeling. But there, there's still something that's not sitting well with me. Remember, I said a second ago, I felt like that part is very rushed compared to the other part. I think the problem is this sounds more like the end of the song to me. So I just need to figure out a way to maybe take this original theme the and develop this more. But it, I feel like if I just stayed on those same chords, then we're just being redundant, which is kind of what I was trying to do with the this part, right? I was trying to get away to something different, and I think that that's needed, but maybe what we just need to do is bring that melody bit to a different key. So let's see what sounds natural. Um, so second ending... Thank you. 
Ooh. Ooh. I like that, so... <laughs> All right, that's F sharp minor nine. Lots of minor chords in here. Okay, so so that, so we went to um, uh, I like that. Okay, so F sharp minor nine. They're doing the same thing. So basically, I just I just transposed that. So I went from F sharp minor nine, and then same melody, but to the F minor nine. But to me, that that doesn't sound right. Like it doesn't. There's something about this part that goes. That's just like really powerful to me. And then like it just didn't sound good to just just to go to the F minor nine. Which is the same relationship as the E minor to the E flat minor, but it just doesn't feel good to me. So I think that I need to develop the melody a little bit more here. So it's the E minor major seven. This will really listen. Ooh, okay. Uh... Some 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 kind of tension chord is going to work here. Um, oh yes, that is dark. That is dark and juicy. All right, so we got uh, a C minor major seven now. So I think that sounds good. I mean. And by the way, I, I, this is a this is a like kind of teaching moment here. I'm sure some of you are going like, Brent, how are you coming up with these chords? <laughs> like seriously. So the the main thing here is always when you're when you're thinking about when you're thinking about stuff that's especially when it's non diatonic. In my opinion, you just have to be aware of what the general movement is. So that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have five one two five one one six two five. If you look at the beginning of the song, the relationship is these half-step minor seventh chords, right? They sound good, right? and they just sound good to your ear. You can hear that. Now, that part that we're, I'm going to save to the end somehow is, is chromatic, right? Everything's chromatic, right? The D major seven, then alternate to a minor, half-step down. Okay, then we have this interesting tritone away, the F major seven, and that just, it sounds good. There's relationships between everything. So we got this diatonic, uh, sorry, chromatic moving bass line down. Then as far as why did I go from E minor seven to F sharp minor seven? Well, the jump from the minor third sounds good. Um, You know, don't ask me why, it just sounds good. So when we went... That sounds great, right? And I think we can all agree, like, that note is, has a lot of potential. And then, I don't know, just when I'm looking at this, this is the ninth of a C minor 
seven chord and we've been working a lot with the ninth so kind of what went through my head was like well what what minor seventh chord could we put a ninth on right but in my head i was hearing this darker sound and that's where the the minor major seven came in because i know it's going to give me that feeling so so now we have Now we need to do, now something needs to happen. Now, uh, no, I don't like that either. Well, we need to get back to the F sharp minor seventh again, right? So that, we, how are we gonna get back from, from C minor major seven? Okay, so. So we add. Okay, that could be something there. So what I did is I went from C minor major seven up a half step to the um, C sharp, the C sharp seven, which is the five of F sharp minor. So that's one option that we could get back to the F sharp minor again is just going a five one relationship. So now we're adding some diatonic harmony. So let's try this again. You know what? We're gonna keep the sharp eleven in the B. Uh, sorry, the, the C sharp seven chord. So it's gonna be C sharp C seven. Sorry, C sharp seven sharp eleven. That's what I'm trying to say. So. Cool, cool, cool. So we're taking that C sharp 11 and making that the melody note and then a whole step down and then back up to the minor third because that's how we got there in the first place, right? This note right here is the ninth of the E flat and then, then we jumped up a minor third. So now in this case, when we're going C sharp minor major seven and then uh, C sharp, God, I can't say that. C sharp seven sharp eleven. Then we're gonna jump back down to that F natural, right? And then go back up the minor third. Hey, this is this is going good. This is going good. Okay, so So now, now the, the trouble that I'm having is now I gotta figure out how to get back to the E minor seven. Okay, so how am I gonna do that? So the first ending on, in the F sharp minor, C sharp minor major seven, then. guys drawing a big fat ugly blank right now how are we going to get back text me tweet your text me you have my number tweet me your ideas just kidding this this episode needs to come out so um 
Well, okay. So, okay, here's an option for getting back. So, um, I'm going to just borrow this from diatonic, chroma- like chromatic diatonic moving harmony. So, chromatic two fives, if you're familiar with, you'll see in a second. Um, again, I don't know if this is the best way, just because we've been going so non-diatonic. Will it be a relief to have the diatonic harmony? We'll see. So, um, so again, the first ending was... I, I think I like that. Maybe it will be a relief to have those two fives. So this is what I did. I went... Then I went a half step up this time to a G minor 7, right? So we were at the F sharp minor 7, minor 9 rather. And now I'm going to the G minor 9. So... And then I'm going to a C13. So that's like a, a, a two five relationship. So... And then I'm going back to the F sharp minor seven, but then I'm going to the five, which of course is going to easily lead us to the E minor seven because an F sharp minor seven and a, uh, a B thirteen is a two five. But I think we need something to get into that melody note. So let's go instead of going a half step above like we did before. Let's go a half step above. So that would be make that a. We'll go from a 13, a B13, into a, a B7, a flat 13. And that's the melody note, the flat 13. And then back here. All right. All right, let's try that. Let's try this bridge part. So we go... see that okay and then maybe just this last time we go straight to the ending part i did earlier so now let's do the pickup so actually it would almost be better if we did a tritone sub there that's not gonna is that gonna work though because we went could do in the chords is just go we're still going to the b13 but then instead of doing a flat 13 to an e minor we can go that's the five but then we're going to do a little in, tritone sub to interrupt it so now it's going to go to f f9 so dominant dominant chord f9 to e, e minor back to the the last a section if you will so we go here's into the bridge Yeah, let's keep going. 
that again. Okay, let's, uh, I think, let's try this, right? Let's start closing up shop here. Um, let's close up shop. All right, so I think I know how the song goes. Let me try to play it without screwing up. Screwing, screwing up. So it's, yeah, screwing up. All right, let's go. I think that was actually, I mean, I it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, I feel like the end product is decent. Now, is it perfect? Uh, definitely not. Like, but actually, I think there, it's a pretty good idea and I could continue to develop it. Like, for example, I'm already just thinking like, why am I, why am I not doing a run in the, in the B section, right? I mean, there's so much I could do. I could reevaluate some things. Uh, I'm not convinced of the groove exactly either, but it's kind of what's working for me doing the solo guitar for right now. But I mean, if I brought this to like a trio or a quartet and gave it a shot, we could probably mess around with some different kinds of straight eighth grooves that aren't because that was kind of like funky sort of like I, in, eh, I don't know. It, it, it sounded good, but uh, there could be other grooves we could try. Anyways, I hope that, uh, thanks for humoring me. I hope that this was uh, an interesting process to listen to um, and just to kind of hear where my brain's going. Again, I literally had zero ideas uh, about what I was going to play. Like I had no musical ideas even floating in my head. So I'm happy that I got something out and uh, yeah, hope this was helpful and kind of gleaned some insight on what it means to, you know, create harmonic movement you know, and, and how to connect melodies, because there's so many lessons just even in the composing process. I always say this, if we want to become better jazz improvisers and jazz musicians, we should try composing our own jazz solos and things like this. Now, this is me going ahead and playing some of my own composition here that I'm making up. But there's also things that you learn from this, like where does my ear naturally gravitate to? 
You know, there's these different parts of that while you're listening that you heard, well, my ear's going to this certain direction and I have to respect that. I have to try out that note and then see if there's a chord that fits or a harmonic movement that will justify it, right? So all these things are great lessons. And if, if I want to challenge you to do one thing, I want to challenge you to do the exact same thing that I did. And that is, you know, without, you know, preconceiving ideas or being worried about any of that stuff, just create a song from scratch and don't worry about what it sounds like. If I'm willing to do this and put myself in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people, hey, you can do it by yourself. So go ahead, make that your call to action this week and take action. All right. That's all for today's show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I do appreciate you. Hope that was helpful just to listen into my process a bit. Um, as I always ask, make sure you leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you found this helpful, I do appreciate you going ahead and doing that. And by the way, speaking of composing, one aspect of my new Jazz Blues Accelerator course uh, is composing. There is a composing element to the course. It's one of many of the elements of the course. However, uh, the composing part is really important for some of the reasons I just mentioned. And we have lots of students in Jazz Blues Accelerator that are just loving it. I love the community inside there. Um, Just people encouraging each other, lifting each other up, and just uh, you know, showing their assignments and working hard. And it's just really awesome to already see some transformation. So um, if you're really wanting to just absolutely crush jazz blues and really have an in-depth practice program for doing that, do check out Jazz Blues Accelerator. You can go to jazzbluesaccelerator.com and check it out there. Um, there's my free masterclass called Booster Jazz Blues that you uh, have to go through first before you uh, can get invited into the course. But that's a great 40-minute masterclass, completely free and uh you know there's just so much to learn in that in and of itself so just feel free to go to jazzmusaccelerator.com if that sounds interesting to you okay listen uh we are coming up on the big episode 200 if you have ideas for me i'm re- i have some ideas but if you have ideas for me for uh what i should do what we should do to celebrate episode 200 of the ljs podcast send me uh, a message uh, just go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash contact and let me know or or in the show notes today, uh, go ahead and let me know uh, what, what you think, what, what ideas you have. All right. All right. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate you. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by learnjazzstandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes and don't forget to join our jazz community at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.